He really is Sleepy Joe. That was the perfect nickname. There is no denying it. I think the guy has narcolepsy. There's something seriously, seriously wrong. Now, we knew that. We know that. But when you see it, it's still fascinating, especially when it's done on the international stage. Can you believe that Joe Biden actually took Air Force One to go all the way over there to Vietnam to relay this totally ludicrous story? And there's a, my, my brother loves having, there's famous lines from movies that he always quotes, you know, and one, one of them is there's, there's a movie about John Wayne, he's an Indian scout, and they're trying to get the, I think it was the Apache, one of the great tribes of America back on the reservation, and he's standing with the Union, so he's, they're all on, they're, and they're on their horses and their saddles, and there's three or four Indians in headdresses and the Union soldiers. The Union soldiers basically saying to the Indians, come with me, we'll take care of you, we'll be everything will be good. And the Indian scout, the Indian looks at John Wayne and points to the Union soldier and says, he's a lion dog-faced pony soldier. Well, there's a lot of lion dog-faced pony soldiers out there about, about global warming. Cowboys, Indians, the saddles on the horses. Did you hear that part? The lying dog face. What? Jill Biden, please, for the sake of Joe's dignity, what's left of it, none really, you got to do something. What is it? The 25th Amendment, the 22nd Amendment, some amendment. This is insane. By the way, that's a totally made up quote. But Joe somehow thinks it's great. I actually remember him using this before. That he still uses this totally absurd phrase means that his staff is either afraid to talk to him or he doesn't remember that it was a disaster the last time he said it. But he said it in Iowa back when he was running for president. You ever been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were, but you're, you're, now you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. Huh? He, he said that to a woman. Forget the lying and the pony part. She called the woman, he called the woman dog face. Dog face. And they say Trump is not nice to women. He is the, he's a prince. Donald Trump is this guy. All right, back to Vietnam. Again, why go to, why take Air Force One? Why all that stuff? The entire White House goes all the way over to Vietnam so he can be exhausted. And look, nobody likes having celebrated international meetings if you don't know what you want at the meeting, if you don't have a game plan. You hear that? Maybe the asthma's coming back to him. The asthma that he used as an excuse to get out of the Vietnam draft. Yeah, although he was able to play football anyway. Uh, Give me another. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> this is just the opposite. This is doing real damage to our national security, our national prestige. It's an embarrassment. And Democrats, you know it. We, we are at least saying it out loud. You guys, I'll get to you in a moment. Oh, there was also real substantive uh, blunders, of course, right? Joe should not be talking about China like this. 
really what this trip was about. It was less about containing China. I, I, I don't want to contain China. It's not about containing China. It's about having a stable base, a stable base in Indo-Pacific. I, I want to see China succeed economically. I don't want to see it succeed by the rules. We're not looking to hurt China, uh, sincerely. We're all better off if China does well. Spoken like a man who comes from a family that's done a lot of business with the Chinese government, doesn't it? Doesn't it all make sense now? The millions of dollars Hunter going on Air Force Two with him to China, not even giving a damn about the Chinese balloon. Oh, we don't want to contain China. Are you crazy? We're not in favor of Chinese expansion. Ask the guy who runs Vietnam. You were just there. Ask the people in Japan if they're opposed to Chinese expansion. An eighth grader, an eighth grader knows more than he does. And then, of course, there was a normal stuff that just makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, not quite up there with the dog face pony soldier stuff, but really bad still. Assume there was one country in that vast continent that had a, 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 a excess of, of uh, foodstuffs and resources. There's a lot we can do in the meantime. For example, that, that uh, um, uh, pipeline of that uh, railroad we're talking about going across from the middle, from India throughout the Middle East on the notion that we're going to be able to, uh, you know, uh, how can I say it? Uh, I, I think I think we can triple the renewable capacity for uh, as it relates to uh, global warming. Uh, that pipeline, that railroad, that thingamajig thingamajig and then i don't know who his boss is but he's always talking about his boss and taking orders and doing what he's told and it's not remotely funny or cute and uh i see i'm just following my orders here uh Staff, or anybody haven't spoken to? Uh, I ain't calling on you. I'm calling. I said I had five questions. Anita, VOA. Um, look, it's uh, what can you say? One more, one more. I thought he was going back to the magical fairyland. What's that thing called on on Mr. Rogers? The wonderful world of make believe, right? It actually feels like that. Watch about making sure that the third world, the, uh, excuse me, third world, the, uh, the, the, uh, the southern hemisphere had access to change, had access, we, it wasn't confrontational at all. Thank, thank you, everybody. This ends the count press thank conference. You. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Mr. Rogers music? I've raised it with every person I've met with. Thank you. And there he goes, off to meet King Friday and uh, Lucinda and the mailman. Uh, look, you saw it, I saw it, there's no denying it. Can you believe reporters from major networks went all the way over there to Vietnam to not report on what we just saw? These people, uh, Janice Mackey Freyer, all the way over there, foreign correspondent. 
Shame on her. Selena Wang, Wang, I'm sorry, shame on you. This is crazy. And Ed O'Keefe, you go all the way over there. You cannot comment or report the lying dog-faced pony soldier. No containment for China. But I'll tell you this, they certainly look studious and serious when they're reporting nothing. Flies home by way of Alaska, where he will address U.S. troops on the anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Tarika? Busy week ahead. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. It's an old trick. When you're saying nothing, make it appear as though you're saying something profound. See how he moves his head? Tonight, the president will return. But there you go. Right. Throw your forehead to the left and a little bit of a head nod and then throw it back to the anchor like this. Reporting from Saigon. Uh... How could they, huh? I mean, it shouldn't be a shock at this point, but when you see it so glaring, it is amazing. The American people get it. A majority of Republicans and an overwhelming majority, 82% of Democratic voters want someone other than Joe Biden as the nominee. Wow, these are significant numbers. I mean, the last time uh, an incumbent had this kind of disapproval, well, Jimmy Carter was primaried by Ted Kennedy. Anybody remember that? How about LBJ all the way back in 1968? He had serious opposition. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, some guy named McCarthy. A lot of people were lined up. What is it about Joe Biden? Why is he, why do they want him? Why do they say they want him, Democrat leadership, so much? Look at this guy. How did they do in Iowa when he ran in 2020? Fourth place. In New Hampshire, fifth place. And then he gets to South Carolina and some guy named Jim suddenly decides that he's going to be the next president of the United States. Joe Biden, it's up to Jim Clyburn. Well, I want the public to know that I'm voting for Joe Biden. South Carolina should be voting for Joe Biden. I know Joe. We know Joe. But most importantly, Joe knows us. It's pretty wild. This guy decides that it's Joe Biden, and with his help, he wins South Carolina. What about fourth place? What about fifth place? They all quit. Everybody quits the race. I thought this was supposed to be a democracy, right? And everybody, we know, they can't stand Joe Biden. So why isn't somebody like Gavin Newsom, the pretty boy from um, California, why isn't he making a, taking a shot at it, huh? Filing deadlines haven't passed. President Biden doesn't run. Why shouldn't we consider you a likely well, I think the vice president is naturally one lined up and the filing deadlines are quickly coming to pass. And I think we need to move past this notion that he's not going to run. President Biden is going to run uh, and looking forward to getting him reelected. You know, it's almost like the party is more important than the country. I can't stand this guy. Right. But he's, you know, so much ambition. He wants to be president, but he won't now. Why? Because the party is everything. The country, whatever. It's kind of like Russia. Kind of like Russia. Leonid Brezhnev and Joe Biden. They even actually look alike, don't they? All right. Now this. Well, he makes up these stories, you know, like there's a picture of a fighter jet. I used to be a fighter jet pilot. Then there's a picture of a truck. I used to drive a truck. And then there's a picture. There's everything. This guy. This guy, this guy, I love it. 
President Trump, South Dakota on Friday night. A lot of people tuned in. And he was on stage for an hour and 47 minutes. Uh, never seen energy like this in anybody, I think, in the history of the world. It was tremendous. I recommend, by the way, when you can, watch these speeches on YouTube or Rumble. Watch them in their entirety. Uh, they're very valuable. You'll learn a lot, and it's worth it. Why bother with a filter, huh? All right. It's time to meet the liars. Forget about meet the press. Meet the liars. So into themselves. Fortunately, it's Chuck Todd's last day on the show, and he's patting himself on the back really hard. Good Sunday morning. As you may have heard, after nine years and more than 430 broadcasts, today is my final Sunday in the moderator chair. To say that this has been the honor and privilege of my lifetime is an understatement. This is simply the pinnacle of political journalism and something my younger self never imagined. The pinnacle of political journalism is an absolute joke, a disgrace, and they lie all the time, literally lie right before your eyes. He did it about 10 seconds earlier. Watch this. This Sunday, future of the party. If I win and somebody wants to run against me, I call my attorney general. I say, listen, indict him. The Republican Party is at a crossroads. You heard how they presented that? President Trump, if he's elected, he's going to call his attorney general and say, indict him. They just played that clip. Indict him. What they didn't play is what President Trump said at the same time, right before that. You see how they presented it. Let's see what else he said. This is unthinkable. I'm president and I call my attorney general. Indict my opponent. He's doing well. I'm leading Biden in all these polls. Every time I have a good poll, it seems every time I have a, they give me another indictment. What's this one for? What you do is you make it impossible for people to win an election. It's called election interference at a level never seen before, and we have to stop it. But if they're allowed, what will happen, whether it's me or anybody else, if they're allowed to do it, that means that the Republicans are allowed to do it. And then you get into this situation, which is really very bad and very dangerous for our country. Nobody thought a thing like this could happen. You see the context that they remove because they're trying to mislead their audience because they lie about him and they can get away with it. Very few people out there like me willing to do what we're doing right now. I mean, on top of that. The Russia collusion, uh, the exaggeration of January 6th, the complete demonization of a great man, Donald Trump, over and over and over again. And I'm sorry, some of the more egregious examples, we could do a docu-series on this. We could do a Netflix, uh, we could do a movie about Meet the Liars. But this is one of the worst, and also it happened recently. Devin Archer, remember when he testified a few weeks ago before the House Oversight Committee? He was talking about Joe Biden calling Hunter while they were doing business with all kinds of people, Ukrainian oligarchs, Kazakhstan, and somehow it doesn't find its way into the Meet the Press program. No mention of Devin Archer. None. Zero. It was a big, big, big deal. Now, when Hunter does come up, and he does come up from time to time, it's... You must defend Hunter. He did nothing wrong. They actually say that out loud. Chuck Todd is not a lawyer. I don't think he even went to college, but uh, that's fine. Lots of people didn't go to college. That doesn't matter. But where is his sense of fairness and where is his sense of humility? 
Look, it's pretty clear, you know, while we debate whether Hunter Biden broke the law or not, the influence peddling part with his last name was perfectly legal. How can they, he just decrees it's perfectly legal? Influence peddling, last name? No, it's not, and it's not up to him to decide. Another little dirty secret that he's got going. He is the landlord to Amy Klobuchar, United States Senator Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, he rented a house to her. Um, I don't know. I've had landlords before. There are some landlords I'm never going to talk to again. There are some landlords that still owe me a deposit. I mean, what happened? They, he's moderated debates with her, and he doesn't tell the viewers that. Anyway, he's a swamp guy. He's one of them. So they suck up to him. We'd be remiss as a panel yeah. if we didn't say thank you. If we interrupt this program <laughs> right. for us to all to all say right. thank you. You saw the one-minute sign. And I, say, and I gotta say, look, it's, it's been a, a great conversation for all. It's been an honor, not just to get to know all of these wonderful people, but to be part of this community that, that is around you at NBC News. We've it, grown up together we did. in politics. I'm so very proud We've of you. We've been shadowing each other forever. We have, and you know, I just wanna say, I am also so thankful and grateful to you for this moment, for entrusting me with this monumental, important role. This monumental, important role. What, meet the fake news? Get over yourselves. You're fake news, and you lie all the time. And this one, the up-and-comer, the new moderator, here she is trying to steer the debate in Joe Biden's favor. Let me ask some follow-up, please, respond, if and then we're going to have follow-up this stuff is true questions. about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq, if this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling you a corrupt politician. Nobody. President Trump, I want to stay hell. on the issue Excuse of race. Me. We're Take talking the about the issue. from hell. President Trump, Nobody. we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. Race. Let's talk about race, not the laptop, not the laptop, not Biden's, the millions of dollars that Biden got that we all now know. Who the hell is she, quite frankly? Oh, <laughs> and the fake news gives her credit for this. This is their version of a tough question. Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? See how uh, that happened? There have been questions raised, but I'm not going to ask any of the questions. But in retrospect, could you possibly? Of course, he did nothing wrong. That is fake news. Meet the fake news. So long, Chuck Todd. Hello, uh, whatever your name is. It's so fake. Please stop the lies. All right, coming up, 22 years later, the Taliban in charge of Afghanistan, 22 years after 9-11. Be right back. Can you trust? A new study finds Americans don't trust big media. Millions are going to Newsmax as their trusted source. They go to Newsmax.com and watch Newsmax TV for the news they really need to know. They download the free Newsmax app. Almost 7 million cable viewers watch Newsmax, but not Fox News. And 20 million Americans like you have made the switch and watch Newsmax all the time. So make the switch to Newsmax for real news. All right, there's the Secretary of State. His name is Tony, Tony Blinken. And I'm sorry, but he's a wimp. He is. I mean, look, a Secretary of State has got to be a, 
a take charge, tough kind of guy. Somebody like uh, this guy, Kissinger, or even Al Haig. Remember, he was a little bit over anxious at times, over eager, but still pretty good. A tough guy. Uh, also, under Ronald Reagan, George P. Schultz. These are the guys who understood power. And that brings us back to Tony. Tony has been a staff guy uh, basically all of, his, all of his life, working for Joe Biden. And when that happens, well, this happens. Here's Tony getting slapped around by fake Jake Tapper. Musk effectively sabotaged uh, a military operation by Ukraine, a U.S. ally, against Russia, an aggressor country that invaded a U.S. ally. Should there be repercussions for that? Jake, I can't speak to a specific episode. What we would uh, hope and expect is that that technology will remain fully available to the Ukrainians. It is vital to what they're doing. I don't know that you can't speak to it. You won't speak to it. Musk says he was reportedly afraid that Russia would retaliate with nuclear weapons. All right. You see what I mean? I, the secretary of state is just sitting there and taking it from Jake. And when he's being talked to, this Tony here, he just seems to be shrinking. He's like dying. I mean, he's, he's, I'm sorry, he's a bit of a wimp. And you can't be a wimp in that job, right? I don't mean to be a nasty about it, but I'm sorry. These guys are not showing strength. And part of it is just, just that. You can't let yourself get pushed around by Jake or China. All right, next. September 11th, 2001. Do you remember where you were? Do you, were you alive? Something like 30% of America actually wasn't alive on 9-11-2001. It was a horrible day. Um, Pentagon, Shanksville, and of course, the World Trade Center. Four different planes hijacked, crashed into their targets. And um, I actually got to the World Trade Center that day at about 4.30 in the afternoon. It was, well, nobody was there, strangely enough. This is Church and Cortland Street, basically the address of the World Trade Center. I couldn't believe uh, what I was witnessing. It was so surreal, and uh, it's kind of surreal now. Um, now, we struck Afghanistan in the fall of 2001, B-52s, B-2s. Um, you know, actually, though, we waited about five weeks. George W. Bush gave them a, a great big head start, Al-Qaeda. He did. They could have pounded them September 12th, and they should have. I think they got mired up in uh, setting up search and rescue from Uzbekistan. That's a nice thing to have, but it's not necessary, in my opinion. We could have gone in there blasting the very next day. Um, and of course, we lost. We ultimately lost. Remember this? Two years ago, the administration really wants us to forget about it. And now they're claiming that somehow with the Taliban in charge, Al-Qaeda is on the run. Here is Joe Biden, I believe, lying through his teeth. And today, our intelligence community has recently assessed in a declassified memo that Al-Qaeda threat from Afghanistan and Pakistan has reached a historic low. So all this has changed over the last 22 years. The resolve of the American people has proved we never bow, we never bend, we never yield. Ah, ah, ah. It's a 9-11 ceremony in Alaska, by the way, which was weird. 
the Taliban are in charge in Afghanistan. And I don't know anything about that intelligence report. The intelligence community has been known to spin things that especially Democrat presidents want to hear. That's what's running Afghanistan right now, and we are in danger. I'll be right back. Newsmax. Shoots it straight. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. So 22 years ago today, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, the Pentagon, and of course, the World Trade Center in New York City. Uh, four different planes, two huge towers, and nearly 3,000 people lost. The country was actually very lucky that Mayor Rudolph Giuliani was in office. He was a leader, a leader on that day, as he had been before and after, but everyone, everyone can see it, could see it. There was no denying it. And I think there's no denying it today. Um, some people were struck at how gentle and how kind of in sync Rudy seemed with the moment, providing people with the comfort that people like Joe Biden boast about providing, but Rudy Giuliani actually delivered. Number of casualties at this point, sir? I don't, I don't think we, we really want to speculate about that. The number of casualties will be more than any, any of us can bear, ultimately. And I don't think we want to speculate on the number of casualties. The effort now has to be to save as many people as possible. Mayor Giuliani joins us right now. Welcome back, Mr. Mayor, America's mayor. 22 years. What are you thinking today? You know, today I'm thinking, unfortunately, uh, that our country is in more danger than it was before September 11, largely because of Biden and two of the people that were there today, Harris and, and Mayorkas. Uh, it, it really... Uh, prompted me and, uh, and I think Bernie to leave a little bit earlier than we would. It's hard to be there with them, thinking of the millions and millions of people that have come across the border. We don't know who they are. And all of our uh, improvements in uh, anti-terrorism are intelligence. And intelligence doesn't work if you don't know who's coming in. You mentioned uh, Vice President Harris. And many other Democrats have echoed much the same thing. But she has tried to elevate January 6th to, I think, obscene proportion. Take a look at this. Not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. Mr. Mayor, January 6th, right up there with 9-11 in Pearl Harbor. Well, I mean, that's uh, uh, about as, uh, an unbelievable insult uh, to the people who lost their lives uh, on September 11 in Pearl Harbor. And uh, the, the reality is that, uh, one, we're not even sure what it was. It certainly wasn't even what it was uh, uh, originally exaggerated to be, you know, four people killed and all of that. Uh, no one's been convicted of insurrection. They like to call it that. M meanwhile, 
this was uh, the worst foreign attack on our soil since the War of 1812, I think. Uh, more people died on September 11 than at Pearl Harbor. Uh, uh, people are suffering to this day uh, 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 from it. And people are dying from it because of, the, because of all of the unknown uh, uh, toxic uh, uh, chemicals it released. So uh, it's just a complete insult. And it also shows us how dangerous we are that we're in the hands of these people. Our door is open. Our door is wide open. And around this world, there are terrorist groups that want to destroy us. And they waited 10 years and 20 years before. Uh, we, we now have given them free entry. Never had it before. And if it isn't the terrorist groups, it's the fentanyl people that are killing 70, 80,000 of our people a year. It's as if China is conducting a war against us, but doesn't have to fire a shot. They just send fentanyl in, they get paid millions, yeah. they kill Americans. You know, um, over the years after 9-11, and you've been at this ceremony, um, it did seem like America was getting safer, stronger, wiser, um, all the way up until, quite frankly, Joe Biden. Uh, I really yeah. feel that, yeah, there's been a shift, and you just summarized. And, oh, by the way, Joe Biden did not go to any of the major sites today. Um, I wonder why he chose not to. Granted, it's 22 years. Well, it's not the 25th anniversary, 20th Maybe it has something to do with our catastrophic pullout of Afghanistan. What do you make of that, sir? Well, I think it's because 2,000 families wrote him a letter uh, telling him uh, he better not... Uh, allow Khalid Sheikh Mohammed to escape the death penalty. Uh, and a, another thousand families or so uh, wrote him a letter about how he shouldn't be allowing uh, terrorists to come over the border in record numbers. I mean, these, these, people, uh, these people are not fools who can be uh, uh, pushed around by the press the way, unfortunately, some Americans are. These are people who have paid the price, and they, and they were watching in America getting safer. And more than anyone else, they, they can see horrific damage that he and his, uh, his czar, uh, Harris, and Mayorkas, who lies every day about the border being secure. I mean, this is, this is, people die as a result of what they are doing. And that's why it was very hard to be on sacred ground with them. They don't belong there. Also, you know, they had them all there right in the middle. I don't remember seeing any of them on, 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 on September 11th. I don't remember any of them. I mean, okay, uh, Schumer eventually helped out, and but uh, none of them did the heavy lifting. Understood, understood. Mr. Mayor, you performed uh, magnificently that day, before I pointed out and after. Uh, is there anything you wish you had done different? And I'm not. I guess that I mean you. You do wish you anticipated it better. Why didn't I ever? Why didn't I think of an airplane being used as a missile? I don't know if I knew. I don't know if I knew how it was going to happen. As a mayor, I, I could have done much different. Maybe uh, I wished. Uh, and uh, um, um, your dad and, uh, and and Mayor Bloomberg did expand it uh, based on. I wished our 911 system was bigger. It was it was bigger than I thought it had to be, but uh, it wasn't big enough for, for that day. Sure. I mean, there were things. There were things that uh, we we could have anticipated better. Then again, we were the best prepared city in the country. Uh, a lot of cities modeled themselves on us, uh, Florida, Chicago. And I'll tell you one thing, 
for the firefighters and police officers, the 9-11 Commission wrote that uh, they saved every single person that it was possible to save and that it was the best rescue effort in the history of the country. And uh, they're up in heaven now, and I know they appreciate that. It was uh, amazing heroism on your part, their part, 343, I think, firefighters that day, 23 cops, 37 Port Authority cops. Exactly right. Uh, and then, of course, the number. And now, and now, and now, in a, in a short while, we may have more that die from the after, after, after effects. But. Mr. Mayor, very quickly, um, George W. Bush was in office, and I know there was a great moment at Ground Zero. And uh, <laughs> over the past couple of years, though, he's taken to uh, say, you know, people, you know, right wing people <laughs> are somehow right up there with Al Qaeda. And I found that incredibly offensive. I think he botched a lot of the aftermath. And I know you work closely with him, but I know you also heard those comments. How do you feel about well, George W. Bush these days? I, you know, I, I separate it. I'll never, I'll never forget how much he helped me. And I said it at the Republican convention in 2004 to me, no matter what happens, and I didn't know what would happen, that he'd be a great, great president. I certainly disagree with what he's saying now. Uh, but, you know, I'll tell you one of the things I said, and Bernie reminded me of it today. I told Bernie right after the second building came down, thank God Al Gore is not the president. So we got to always think in terms of reality, right? It was a heck of a lot better than having Al Gore, who probably would have bombed an empty field, and who knows what would have happened. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, we thank you very, very much for everything. And uh, your you. service uh, right now, I think, is the most significant, quite frankly. Thank you. All right. And that service that Mr. Giuliani, the mayor, has been providing comes at quite a cost. The lawyers, uh, he needs them. And, of course, the prosecutors are coming after him. It's totally unfair. Would you like to help out America's mayor and uh, these exorbitant bills that he's facing that he shouldn't have to face? There's the information right there. The phone number, 800-224-4919, or go to RudyFund.com, RudyFund.com. Again, those legal bills are incredibly steep. And, uh, well, for your consideration. And we'll be right back. this trip was about. It was less about containing China. I, I, I don't want to contain China. It's not about containing China. It's about having a stable base, a stable base in the Indo-Pacific. I, I want to see China succeed economically. I don't want to see it succeed by the rules. We're not looking to hurt China, uh, sincerely. We're all better off if China does well. Yeah, uh, I want to see China con contained. How about these guys, the experts? Blaine Holt, retired Brigadier General with the U.S. Air Force. And, of course, Gordon Chang, China expert and author of The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War II must-reads. Gordon, first to you. Um, my eyes popped out of my head when he said that. Maybe I'm wrong. What did you make of that statement? Was it, was it reckless? It was inexplicable. I mean, here is China that has declared a people's war on the U.S., which in the Communist Party's words is a total war. They've stolen hundreds of billions of dollars of U.S. intellectual property each year. They killed about 1.1 million Americans with COVID. They kill 75,000 or so Americans each year with fentanyl. And Biden says, I want them to succeed. I mean, 
I have to assume that Biden is trying to convince the American people that, yes, China did actually pay him off because there's no other explanation for that. Wow. Uh, yeah, it would. It, it just might be that obvious. And, you know, that coupled with letting that China balloon fly right over America, uh, General Holt, I mean, what is there another explanation? There, there can't be any explanation other than that, because if you look at the trend lines, Every single time the administration either looks the other way or it enables the regime to meet its aims on what it's doing. We've got a wide open border. You know, uh, Gordon hit the fentanyl piece. But what about the hundreds of thousands of Chinese that are coming up across that border? Uh, a lot of them military fighting age men. We don't know what they're doing here. Um, we don't know about our sovereignty anymore because of the red balloon controversy. And it just goes on and on and on. And to be sitting in Vietnam, to, to talk about the Chinese that way with, with the Vietnamese, it's, it's absolutely not going to engender any type of diplomacy um, in the way that America needs right now. You know what sounds a lot better to me? Trump. We have this little sequence. It goes on for a bit. I'm gonna, I'm not, I can't play the whole thing. But Trump and Biden compared. Yeah, me too. Uh, see the contrast. It's pretty wild. I have many people from China that I do business with. They laugh at us. They, they feel we're fools. You know, they're getting away with absolute murder. China's a great nation. And we should hope for the continued expansion. Tough I don't want to lose $300 billion a year to China when we can't afford to build schools for our children, when we can't afford to build highways, when we can't afford to build railways, okay. when we can't afford to build bridges. I want money to be invested in jobs and in this country. I don't want to rebuild China. A rising China is a positive, positive development, not only for China, but for America and the world writ large. It was China's fault. And China is going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. China is going to pay a big price what they've done to the world. This was China's fault. And just remember that. 554,064 American dead from COVID-19. A lot of families want to know how this happened, how it got here. Have you had a chance to speak to any of your international partners, any of uh, President Xi, who I know you go way back with? Have you had a chance to ask him if these reports are true, that China maybe misled the world at the beginning? No, I, I have not had that conversation with President Xi. Thank you. It's like President Xi is somehow his boss. All right, so I'm convinced he's totally compromised. What next? What next, Gordon? What, what does China do when they own our president? They're going to do what they want. The whole issue here is deterrence is breaking down. And we're just not deterring China anymore. And what that could mean is in the Philippines, in the South China Sea, at Second Thomas Shoal, we're seeing some very dangerous Chinese seamanship. And, you know, this is a point where we have a military treaty with the Philippines. We have an obligation to defend them from territorial aggression by the likes of China. And so really what we're seeing is on the eve of war. And I know that that sounds a little rough, but the point is, um, you know, when when Biden talked about he wants to see China's expansion. Well, when China thinks expansion, it doesn't mean a bigger economy. It means taking over parts of Japan, the Philippines, Taiwan, India, you name it. It's insane. Totally insane. Can't believe it. The circumstantial evidence is overwhelming and the hard evidence that the uh, Oversight Committee has. Listen, I'm sorry we're out of time. General Holt, thank you. Gordon Chang, thank you. Thank you. At Gordon G. Chang. And I'm sorry, what is your crazy Twitter again there, General Holt? 
It is at the irascible <laughs> over at Twitter. At the irascible, irascible. All right. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. Thank you. So there was a Jason Aldean concert over the weekend in Chicago, and some Black Lives Matter guys showed up to burn the American flag. No questions asked. No arrests. They're totally fine. Why? It's an American flag they're burning. The protesters eventually dispersed. No arrests were made. Um, our society seems to have no problem with the American flag being burned. However, you mess with a Black Lives Matter flag or a gay pride flag, watch out. Enrique Tarrio, uh, before January 6th, I think it was in, sometime in 2020, uh, he burned a Black Lives Matter flag. I'm pretty mad at Black Lives Matter, too. Anyway, he wanted to burn a flag. He did. Nothing caught fire. They sent him to jail for that for four months. You think they had it in for him, right? Do you think they were coming to get him? And they actually did. Uh, four months. That was the least of his problems. Now he's uh, sentenced to jail for 22 years. That is a travesty, and I hope he gets a pardon. I think he will. Uh, also, this, a bunch of people took over Kevin McCarthy's office. They're upset about this, that, and the other thing. A bunch of liberal activists, they took over the office. What do you think is going to happen to them? Are they going to be sent to jail for uh, five years? Like Big O Barnett. Remember Big O? He put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. This guy is going to jail for years. Years he was sentenced to. Uh, his whole life turned upside down. Those people are going to be handed a traffic ticket, a traffic ticket. This, you know, you hear two tier justice, but, you know, what does that mean? This is that two tier justice system. Those two examples and millions more, unfortunately, tragically. I'll be right back. No blind rhetoric. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is a look right now at Lower Manhattan. You see those great big beams of light, blue light? Tribute and light. They're to represent the old World Trade Center. They're just south of where it used to stand. And uh, we here in New York, we love it. You can see it for, I don't know, 50 miles away. Huh. 22 years ago. For me, everything has flown by. There was before 9-11 and after 9-11. Everything before, slow. Everything post, fast. Anyway, thank you for watching. To be continued tomorrow.